0: I, I,
1: You're welcome to Deadass, well, this is not even episode seven, this would be our first mini episode, this is a Deadass Only mini, where we cover some things, some popular topics that's happening currently and during the week, so we don't miss out today, you with your boy Ja, unfortunately Aunt couldn't make it with us, but we do have, oh my,
0: Josh, yeah Ant working, you know, I don't know yeah. what's up with him, you know.
1: Ain't got a real job talking about he got bills to pay, whatever that means. Um but you know, Super Bowl just passed trade deadline, so we wanted to give y'all some content to get y'all through the week. You know what I mean? Um first and foremost, I think we should start with the Super Bowl since that was the biggest deal of the week. So yeah, shout out shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. You know, Mahomes got the Super Bowl MVP. Andy Reid got his first Super Bowl, finally getting that monkey off his back. Everybody be talking shit to him. Everybody hates him. Everybody thought he couldn't win the big game. He finally did it. Shout out, Andy.
0: Yeah, Um. and, and shout out to all the haters that wasn't picking the black quarterback Mahomes, you know. Yeah, I'm talking just, about you, John.
1: I'm not a hater, bro. I was just being a realist,
0: bro.
1: <laughs> I've seen enough and Super Bowls. He was being wins. real. I seen enough Super Bowls with a great defense beats the great offense. That's all I'm saying, bro. That's just like history.
0: But this is why I'm saying Garoppolo is just Mark Sanchez.
1: That might be true. I don't know. Yo, all right. Let's 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 recap the game. Let's recap the game. Let's recap the game. So the game started off pretty good. Where it um Kansas did Kansas City scored first, if I'm not mistaken, right? Was that Kansas yeah, City? Uh, City uh, no, no,
0: no, no, no. Um, San Francisco started off
1: 3-0. Oh, yes. San Francisco off 3 0. But the Chiefs scored the first touchdown of the game.
0: Yep, In seconds. No, not seconds, but you know what I mean.
1: They made they they do what Kansas City do. They got down the field fast, made plays, you know what I mean? Um, and then it looked like the Chiefs the it looked at like the 49s were gonna take the game. They um the defense started to lock in. The run game was dominant like usual. Um and then the fourth quarter happened, man. But, like, let's highlight some things. One, Garoppolo threw an interception with his eyes closed. That was a bad look, like a really terrible look. I didn't understand He threw understand
0: a pair up. He thought he was Eli. Threw yeah. a pair up too early.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, I think, like, that game really exposed that Garoppolo is a glorified game manager who gets paid a lot of money, $140 million to, to be exact.
0: I mean, is he, is he still young? Garoppolo's still pretty young. Let's do. Let's, let's yeah. So I mean, he he could get better because we don't want to come off as haters, you know. On Garoppolo, I did say he's Mark Sanchez because I really believe that as of right now. But he could get better. We saw the flashes before. Remember when he tore it before he turned his ACO two seasons ago? So hopefully he could get back to that type of standard of a quarterback. I don't Jimmy know what Garoppolo happened into him.
1: He's twenty eight years old.
0: 28, that's that's young for football quarterback years.
1: Yeah. Um, it, to me, personally, the game really turned as Kansas City's tried to make more plays in the passing game and not stick to what got them there, which is the running game. Um, in the fourth quarter, they were up 20 to 10, if I'm not mistaken, 21. And they, at that point, you should be able to just kind of dominate the clock with the kind of run game they have. But they weren't, yeah. and they left. They left the game too open, and Mahomes made magic. You know, he found Tyreek Hill on a deep route.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go, you to uh, disrespect my cousin Mahomes and my cousin Damian Williams.
1: How do you become your your cousins? How is Mahomes your cousin, first and foremost?
0: No, not Mahomes. I'm Mahomes. It's Damian Williams. Well, I, I same last name. Shout out to my son.
1: Damian Williams should have been Super Bowl MVP in my personal. Ah. In my in my personal perspective, how many times did he score two touchdowns?
0: He, um... I could see why, I could see why, but I feel like Mahomes delivered the, the even though even though Damian Williams delivered the dagger, Mahomes he he came up in the clutch and he did what he had to do because he was yeah. playing shitty before. He he threw two picks that's unlike Mahomes. He threw two picks early on in the game, and then he, came, he got back to himself, got composed, and did what he had to do.
1: Um, let's talk about some of the highlights from the game. Um, Richard Sherman was talking extra spicy before the Super Bowl about how great of a corner he was and was burned on two of the biggest plays of the night, one by Tyreek Hill, the other by Sammy Watkins. <laughs> and Sammy Watkins <laughs> did mention that he saw how Devontae Adams was killing him on the post-out route. He used the same exact route because it was one-on-one coverage and smoked him in the, one of the biggest plays in the game. So, you know, don't talk shit if you can't back it up no more, man. You're not that same dude no more,
0: Richard. With with, with Sherman, I got to give him some slack, even though he does deserve all this backlash he's getting right now. Um, only because, you know, that Achilles injury takes a lot off you. Don't talk shit. So, these guys... These guys is just running, especially Tyree Kill. I expect Tyreek Hill to blow by a lot of these guys on defense. So
1: Sammy Watkins too. Man. Sammy Watkins is a burner.
0: Yeah, so he he should have just stayed a little bit quiet. But that's what Richard Sherman is. Can't stop him for what he is.
1: Darrell Reeves did start this. And for the people who don't know what we're talking about, Darrell Reeves and Richard Sherman had a little back and forth on Twitter with Darrell Reeves pointing out that Richard Sherman is not a true shutdown corner. He is a a zone corner and you know shut down corners. Follow their man, Richard Sherman stays on one side of the field and that's just what he does. Um, and Richard Sherman was letting Darrell Revis. No, um, well, I'm in the NFL still and you're not, so shut the fuck up. And I fake fake appreciated that.
0: You know, I'm gonna go with my Jets guy. You know, Darrell Revis, even though he won the chip with the Patriots, I'm a I'm gonna stick with Darrell Reeves on this one. Revis Island, bro. Oh well, listen, you like you what's. we don't we don't we don't have a nickname for sherman bro this is true this is true
1: um i would say this i don't want to get caught up in these two but um yes if we go in long term like overall Jarrell Reeves is uh superior corner but listen man richard sherman's still doing his thing currently in the nfl there's a lot of reasons why he should be proud of the career he had it just was unfortunate that that was the um that was the conversation being had before super bowl week but um yeah. you know big egos meet up online and they start saying stupid things but yeah man actually the Super Bowl unlike last not was it last no two years ago the Super Bowl was that the Patriots and Rams that Super Bowl was terrible um so in, if we comparing the games this was a really good game like a game us a lot of exciting moments the, um, it was. the the Chiefs came back like a comeback is always exciting and Patrick Mahomes had a comeback in all three of his playoff games. Like, he um, led, like, late-game comebacks, which is, like, a good mark Uh for the quarterback he's going to be for the rest of his career. Um, Him and Andy Reid. Andy Reid's coaching style and his way of throwing the ball almost worked worked perfectly together. It's like the warrior system and stuff. Like, the um, Steph Mahomes' comparisons continue, but it is true. They built a system and a team that works perfectly for Pat Mahomes' skill set. And, you know... That's something that we got to salute Andy Reed for, because he is a he's an offensive, I don't want to say genius but, he has ran some of the best offenses over the past decade, to say at least or maybe over the last decade, going back to his years in Philly with McNabb and T.O. and them. so um, yeah, yeah, yeah it was dope to see Andy Reed go out there and uh, actually win the big one, and if, if you could see all the postgame things, just how happy he was, like he was he was elated. that guy
0: really like waited said a little monkey offense back.
1: The monkey like off his back,
0: monkey his back, man. And
1: Kyle Shanahan got that monkey jumped right onto his. Because this is the second Super Bowl, this guy choked away, straight up, straight up, man.
0: Maybe yeah. these football guys have to go through that. You know, all these football coaches don't just, you know, go straight into greatness.
1: True, but it's just like it's one thing about going. But he choked away two Super Bowls. The Pats. He was up what was that? Twenty-eight to three against the Pats. Yeah, twenty-one. That would yeah. come on. How, how do you lose that? Twenty-eight one? to this, three. This one's more understandable. It was down twenty, twenty to ten. Like, that's nothing to Pat Mahomes. You know what I mean? Honestly, that's really and truly nothing to him. A guy like that. That's two passes for him, and he back in the game, as we saw. But um, salute Kansas City. Um, salute Pat Robert Mahomes. Salute Andy Reid. It was a it was a dope night. Um, Travis Kelsey. Um, he out there with his black queen sucking face on the field. We stand you, bro. Um, yeah. Uh, but a better question, do you think the Chiefs won this game or do you think the Niners choked it away? Which one do you give
0: more credence um, to? I think the Chiefs won it because um, the way that the defense stepped up, the defense really stepped up towards it. It wasn't just the offense that got back to normal after the third it was the defense that stepped up too. They was getting a lot of deflections on passes. They wasn't. Um, you saw the corners diving, diving to stop the ball to get to the receiver. So they would. They they had the heart out there because they was they put they all out there, knowing that this is all or nothing.
1: Frank Clark needs to be get a salute off that Kansas City front four because he made a lot of the plays towards the end of that game. Like. Even when he wasn't actually getting to the quarterback, just the pressure he was applying to Garoppolo had him making some real questionable throws. And um, yeah, that that uh yeah. that last pick that Garoppolo threw was disgusting. But um, yeah. and that that pass he missed to Emmanuel Sanders, man, in the fourth quarter, that was a Overthrow worst. That was a gimme, man. He overthrew him by like he, eight yards, ten yards.
0: He overthrew him, and that's when you gotta give credit to the Kansas City front four again. They pressured him, had him nervous, had him shaken, and in the words of my quarterback Sam Donald, he was seeing ghosts.
1: He means Sam Donald was seeing ghosts. It's just it's unfortunate that um, not unfortunate because I actually wanted um, um, Andy Reid to get this. Just like how glaring of a mi- mistake that was, he overthrew. It was one of those plays that you see unfolding in your eyes, like wow, the receiver's wide open. If that ball hits him in the hands, he's gonna score. And it was a clear overthrow. And at that moment, we all knew the game was over. That was where that was, it was that third. That was third and ten at that moment. There was a deep ball in third and ten. It um I th- also think that the 49ers offense was too um too safe. They weren't trying to make like really make plays throughout the night, even though that was their offense all season. And they kinda turned away from who they were. They were a running team.
0: But I like like you said, like they kinda went away from who they was, right? I think they was trying to um like all season you could tell they was kinda they felt more comfortable running the ball than throwing it. And I feel like they like Mike Ch- Shanahan tried to turn it around, like catch Kyle the Chiefs off guard by saying, Oh, everybody knows we're gonna run, so let's just throw it. So I think he was just thinking too much and went away from that. You know, just like when the um, the Seahawks, remember with Pete Carroll? When everybody knew even though it was one play, everybody knew, give it to Marshawn Lynch, that's possibly a score. You have, like, an 80% chance or 90% chance of scoring that. As said, they try to go – they would throw too much, try to go with the off-guard stuff and throw it, and it bit them in the ass at the end.
1: I always felt like there was a little more, like, politics behind that play. I, I always felt like they didn't want Marshawn Lynch
0: to beat the um... –
1: to beat the guy to be the guy to have to do the post game press conferences because he was on his whole I'm not talking in the media thing and Russell Wilson was the company guy I think it was a lot of that had to play into it too so um but I do agree with you they they definitely did move away from what made them a valuable team like what made them a championship team like that running game because when you watch the Super Bowl they were gashing them on the run like Debo Samuels on those wraparounds um more, yeah, yeah. Um, for the more set, um, Tevin Coleman, they would break big runs, would be in broken. But, um and listen, man, if you got a two score lead in the fourth quarter and you got a front four like that, you got to pin your ears back, get to the quarterback and make plays. Like, legit, like all they needed after they was up 20 to 10 was one, three, and out, and they would have won that game. You know what I mean? Like, they're more than likely because you know Pat Mahomes make anything happen quick, but it's just. At a certain point, stop being cute and go win the game. You know what I mean? That's it. Just go win the game. It's the Super Bowl. It's not time to play around. And um, Yeah. Yeah, it, it just was it – was, it was unfortunate. But let's just say um, um, for next season, who do you think – well, the the odds have come out, and the Chiefs are the favorite for next year. I think they were 6-1, to one and the Ravens were uh-huh. next 7-1. to one. Who would be your favorite next year to win the Super Bowl?
0: You want my real answer or my fan answer?
1: um give me my your fan answer, answer
0: i'm gonna say the, the the new york jets but since you want to hear my real answer you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jets.
0: <laughs> my real answer um it's always hard with football because you really don't know
1: Does Sam, especially ss season
0: a mono sam Darnold beat the the then they beat dallas I'm just
1: asking you a question. He wins mono. He still games. have mono.
0: Nah, he's good. He's cured. He's cured. Um, I, it's, it's hard to say this now before, like, all the all season stuff happened. So, I don't want to go with the Chiefs answer because they, you know, all the teams, except for, like, the Patriots, always have, like, a setback after the Super Bowl. So, I'm going to go with, hopefully, Lamar Jackson gets together. Big trust. Big, big trust, trust in the building and, um,
1: Big trust. We could go
0: with your we could go with your favorite
1: team. Ravens gang, big trust. You heard me? We out here. Um honestly, they Vegas does have the Chiefs as the favorite. All right, so these are the odds. Um, I'm gonna read up the top five to you. The Chiefs are six to one next year to win the Super Bowl, the Ravens are seven to one, the 49ers are eight to one, the Saints are eleven to one, and the Patriots are fourteen to one. Um I think the Ravens – well, the thing is the Ravens have a lot of guys to re-sign this offseason, so that's really where, like, this starts off at. So it, it's kind of early to already be speaking uh-huh. on who's a favorite. But with all things even, I would say the Ravens have the best chance. They they, they do have the most complete team in the NFL. Them losing to the Titans kind of felt like a – it just didn't feel – it felt fake. It felt like something that was like a once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing. But, um, you know, it happened, so. The Ravens would be my favorite. Um, the Chiefs, you know, the only got Pat Mahomes, you're going to be in there. And, then, and the Niners, those should be the top three in whatever order you yeah. want to put them. But if I'm a betting man and I want to win some money, that Patriots at 14-1 to 1 sounds scrumptious. I'm not going to lie to you. You never count out Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. I know you don't know if Tom Brady going to be there, blah, blah, blah. He's going to be there. And if they can get him some legit weapons to go along with that defense, man, I'm never counting out the Patriots. So, as a betting man, my the, my betting mind says the Patriots are fourteen to one, but my football mind says the Ravens at seven to one are. But you know, the Chiefs are the champions, and you can't take that away from them at all.
0: And they got a twenty-four-year-old MVP quarterback. Yeah,
1: man. Like uh, I think it was so. You really
0: can't count them out.
1: Yeah, I think it was Nick Wright who was um talking about just like highlighting some of Patrick Mahomes um what makes him. His resume so impressive this early on in his career, and uh, it was it it really was one of the, like it really was a very impressive first three years for Patrick Mahomes. Like,
0: was won. is it really two? Because he didn't um, even play his first year.
1: That's not my fault. He was in the NFL. You know what I mean? I didn't make him not play. And he played towards the end of the year. He did. Um. So, yeah he he did. Patrick Mahomes in his first three years. And won, a, won an MVP, on a Super Bowl, and a Super Bowl MVP. You can't really argue with that. You know, those are – and he's been all pro already. You know, he had – the dude – the resume is there. It's it's very – it is very Steph Curry-esque. So, oh, this was the tweet I was talking about.
0: This is from ah, Nick Wright. The Steph of the NFL.
1: <laughs> Real talk. This is from Nick Wright um, of FS1. Patrick Mahomes has started 36 career NFL games. He's won an MVP. He scored, he's he's quarterback the top five scoring offense in NFL history. He's led the fourth greatest playoff comeback ever in a quarter. That was against the Titans. Um, he's led the second greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. That was this year. The bit the best was the Patriots against another Kyle Shanahan led team, the, the Atlanta Falcons. And um, he won the Super Bowl MVP. Man, that is a pretty impressive resume for your first three years in the NFL. It really is. Can't. It's kind of hard. Everything, everything after that is um is cake. He won another Super Bowl. Like at this point, just adding Super Bowls and MVPs to his resume It's kind of hard to like. I know people people are olding saying, "Oh, Pat Mahomes is the greatest greatest NFL player I ever seen." Like, relax. Like it's been three seasons, but I get what they're saying. Like in terms of like pure skill set and um, arm talent, he's definitely up. There. Like he
0: he has a great start. Yeah, and like yeah. we said, like he has all the talent and the skill. Yeah. But it's really what you do at the end of the day, because he has a yeah. lot of quarterbacks to jump. A lot. Yeah, it
1: is. Like, we still talking Peyton, man. Like, listen, he still ain't past Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, him and Aaron Rodgers tied at one Super Bowl. And if we're talking about arm talent, I will put Aaron Rodgers close to, like, if close, if not better than Mahomes. Mahomes got the big arm. He throws all, like, the fancy passes, side arm, all these, like, behind-the-back touchdowns and shit. Yeah. But, um... Listen, man, I've seen Aaron Rodgers do amazing things for a long time too. So I'm not going to be a um, prisoner of the moment. But uh Patrick Mahomes most definitely is off to one of the most impressive starts in NFL history. So yeah. um once again, salute to Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Big trust.
0: Black like, like QB's winning.
1: But yeah, it's Lamar our era. M- Lamar won MVP. Patrick Mahomes won a Super Bowl. Russell Wilson took Sierra from future, and now he got braids. You know what I mean? It's our generation. is what we're doing out here. You feel me? Um, so, but nah. More, more, like like I said, shout out to Andy B and Pat Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs. Shout out to you guys. We'll talk about football next year. Well, we'll probably be back around draft time. Have one of our draft experts come in and break down whatever the hell's going on in college football and who's going to be the number one pick and all this type of shit. But, let's move on to our, the sport nearest and dearest to our heart, the NBA. And There is a lot going on. We're currently currently approaching the trade deadline. Today is Tuesday the 4th, and the trade deadline is is Thursday the 6th. So, you know, we got two days until then. Uh, But before we touch on the trade deadline, I want to touch on something that had Twitter going a little crazy this morning last night. Andre Iguodala versus the Memphis Grizzlies slash versus Steph Curry. So, if you're not not
0: (laughs) – Is it really
1: Steph? Steph interjected himself, and John interjected himself, so now he in the beef. If you got something to say, if you talk shit, you're going to get run up on. You heard me?
0: Grizz, so, Grizz Next Gen, a.k.a. Fast and Furious.
1: Fast and Furious. That's what, that's what they're going with?
0: Nah, nah, nah. Uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> but take that shit out. That was <laughs> Fast and Furious. Um, I'm going to go... So, let's start off with Iggy versus Memphis, man. So, for those unaware... Andre Iguodala and the Memphis Gri- Andre Iguodala is on the Memphis Grizzlies. He's never, he has not played a game for them, but he is on their roster and they are paying him his full $17 million this season. And um, he's basically saying, I'm not playing unless you guys trade me or figure out a way for me to get to a team I want to play for. Um, Let's we'll start, we'll start with that. Josh, how do you feel about that?
0: Well, look, this is what they agreed to, right? Even though I don't agree with him um, not playing because you're getting paid to play, play. um, You're getting paid to play basketball. But this is what they agreed to as soon as he got traded there. Look, they they sat him down and said, you don't have to report to us. We will trade you. So I don't know if he's really wrong, if that's what the team told him as soon as he got there.
1: Is that verified, though? Is that something that we know was said to him? Yes, yeah, uh, verified.
0: It's all right. verified. All right. Um, It's verified. It just it just looks bad because you expect better from an older player. He said he want to get traded to a playoff team, and it looks like this young team is a playoff team. We don't know what's going to happen for the rest of the year, but it looks like as of right now, they're the AFC. He so, wants to be –
1: it looks like now. It looks like he wants to play for a contender, and his um, his primary targets were the Lakers and the Clippers. Um, and I understand all that. I understand that he got a lot of years on his legs. He's played over twelve hundred games, or uh, like twelve hundred minutes, no, twelve hundred games or something like that. Uh, which is awesome. But bro, they're paying you seventeen million dollars this season. Like, at least you could do a show up. Like. You know what would help your trade value if people still saw you playing basketball and realized that, oh, we need this guy. You know, like, and it's, um oh, this is guy, something man. that, yeah, he's old. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you're still in the league. Vince Carter, old, he's still playing. But, uh, and Vince Carter's 40, playing for a bad team. But um I would say it just, it sits wrong with me when they're paying you all this money for you to actively just, Not play like it's and now like it's getting nasty. Like Dylan Brooks um, told a reporter that um, I can't wait for us to get rid of him when we play him, so we can show him what Memphis
0: is about. Um, I like that. I like that mentality though. I do. I I like like, because these this young Grizzlies team. They even though they're young, and they might be a little naive, they are very into themselves aggressive as you should be as an athlete playing at the highest level going against these other guys that don't pay you no mind i wouldn't even
1: call it naive i just think it's like yo listen
0: man you disrespect i like us. it though
1: yeah you're disrespecting I like us i like it too like ain't no back down, and you're not above playing like who do you think you are like to say like oh i'm not gonna play for this team they're not worthy of me yo like Let's keep it real. Andre Iguodala was a key part of those Warriors teams, but bro was a was a role player. Like no matter how you want to slice it, a glorified role player did a very did a great job in his role. But bro, you a role player? Like what gives you the right to act like that? Like to act like you above, suiting up and coming and showing like you want to be a part of this team, you know? Like.
0: Yeah. It's just. I understand. I understand. That.
1: It is. It, it it's a bad look. You know what I mean. It um. It it doesn't sit well with me. Um. But oh, these are Dylan Brooks's comments. Dylan Brooks on Andre Iguodala. I can't wait till we till we find a way to trade him so we can play him and show him really what Memphis is about. He is talking that shit. And as Joel, as as my only Grizzly friend friend Joel would say, Dylan Brooks. Hey
0: hey hey hey. You're a not Gucci a Grizzlies fan. fan. I put in job. my application.
1: It has not I'll been put in my
0: application. It has not been. It's accepted. pending. It's pending. It's been pending a long time. Um, Just like our <laughs> application to the ringer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he said, uh, "Dylan, Dylan, um, Dylan, Dylan Brooks is is noted as being thinks he's LeBron, but he's not LeBron. But sometimes he is LeBron, but he isn't. That is the description I got about Dylan Brooks from the only known Grizzlies fan I know." Joel has no last name. Um,
0: that sounded like a lot of words, Joel. Uh, listen, he he,
1: <laughs> he thinks he's LeBron, but he's not. But sometimes he is, even though he isn't. That is a great way to describe De Brooks.
0: Wow! Right. Listen, man, put that on.
1: Put that on a t-shirt, bro.
0: And I, I like I like what Jaw's doing. Um, on Twitter, you could look at you could look in the likes. He he liked the thing. that said, fucking dollar. I like it. I Glock. like it. So they really <laughs> Key Glock
1: of all people. Shout out to <laughs> in them. In they shit right now.
0: They stand together. <laughs> um,
1: and then you know Steph chimed in with um throwing up the picture of Iggy with the championship and the three rings and three fingers. And, uh, up.
0: The finals MVP.
1: The finals MVP. And then, um, him, he- yeah. And then um John Morant sent through that um KD holding up the finals MVP one time. Let him know. Uh, no. I
0: like it He like clarified it He's like I was a fan I'm still a fan But I'm not scared To defend myself
1: Memphis over like everybody that. He talking He on his shit Shout out to Yo Gotti um, <laughs> But Yeah A little NBA beef You know what I mean We like that I like when teams Go back and forth I, lo- I don't like How is Handling this Honestly though This is more If we talk about it On a bigger picture This is more something For the um the NBA To address Like I don't think healthy players should get paid when they're sitting. That's just me. You know what I mean? Like, like if you're healthy and can go, like, I don't think you should hold a team hostage and be like, I'm not playing unless y'all trade me. That's kind of like in what world does that like does that like, oh yeah, I'm a healthy employee. I'm not coming to work. You guys know I'm good. I'm just not coming because yeah. I don't want to work here. You know what I mean? Like any other job you get fired for shit like that. And they don't pay you.
0: But, but this uh, is the This is what happens when we're in the new era of player empowerment. So this is one of the I wanna say the the side effects to the player empowerment ever. And I wouldn't call it a good one.
1: It 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 leaves it leaves a nasty taste in fans' mouths too, because it's like, fam, you're getting paid millions of dollars to hoop. Least you could do is hoop. Like you're healthy. We're not telling you play thirty five minutes a night. Play your fifteen. You know what I mean? Play the key spots they need you to play. You know, get twenty, get a, break a sweat, bro. You know what I mean? It's yeah. It, it be a vet. If you're gonna be a vet, be a real vet. Teach the young guy something. And, you know, who, who knows? Yeah. Maybe the maybe trade like Jay, Carter, right? Jay Crowder, right? Right, Jay Crowder
0: being a real vet.
1: Fuck Jay Crowder. <laughs> Fucking him and John Moran. Push John Moran to the third row. Fuck out of here. Make shit. Um. But, um, you know, actually talking about the Knicks, bringing it to like the most interesting team of in the trade deadline, let's first and foremost, we give, we give James Dolan a lot of shit. We gave James Dolan a lot of shit. Me personally, I may or may not have suggested to numerous people if they got my bail money, I would get the job done. That's all I'm going to say. But um, James Dolan finally did what was right and fired Steve Mills. <laughs>
0: If y'all could see this guy's face right now, this man yeah. is cheesing from air to ear. Look, so, I'm gonna say I'm this so
1: happy bro. It's a
0: great move, and I don't care what anybody's saying I'm seeing on the internet. why I do it two days before the deadline. You don't want a guy to make a move like trade pieces away at the deadline if you're not gonna keep a long term. So I applaud the move, but this is a baby step. You know what Dolan is. We still have to be cautious. Yes, there's reports he wants Mu Jerry, but you know Dolan is very impatient, so we gotta wait to see what actually happens with this firing and what moves you gotta see if Scott Perry makes some smart moves and if they act like a rebuilding team and sell high on y'all vets that you got on your team. I think
1: well, a lot of the reports came out and said that. Um... The reason Steve Mills was removed is because him and Scott Perry had very differing ideas on what the future of this team was. And for what I take from that is, Steve Mills is a company man. He's a yes man. He's always trying to secure his job. That's all he's done his whole career. Through every coach we've had, through every other person we brought in to work on this team, Steve Mills has just made sure that Steve Mills is safe. And Scott Perry's a basketball guy. He understands basketball. No, he is a basketball player. Yeah, he, he, is. He, is is. A, he is. Yeah, Steve Mills is a, ba- is oh. a, is a businessman.
0: Perry's like a basketball player. Like I said, I, I wasn't a fan of what Perry did before the Knicks. I remember I told you this before, Um, what he did on the Magic. Yes, he could draft. He drafted, Um, I, I believe, Oladipo and Elver Payton on the Magics and um, traded for, like, Tobias Harris, whatever. But the collection of talent together – I don't know if he is good at that. And I think he was on the Kings for a good while. And you know how how bad the Kings have been for the last decade, two decades. So that's that's why I was just telling you, be cautious with Scott Perry. The jury's still out on him. He, people could change. It could happen. But
1: Listen, it's nothing but up when you're fucking with Steve Mills. You can't go nowhere but up when you're coming from a guy
0: whose no, job is... It's nothing, it's, it's nothing but up when you deal with Billy King.
1: Oh nah, I don't.
0: So we David can talk Conner. about that.
1: We yes, there's people, there's names, <laughs> there's names. You can keep digging. There's names out there. But I'm just saying, as a Knicks fan, there's it's, it's a positive. You know what I mean? It really is. It's a it's a real positive that um we removed this guy because it, it it it's just a good it's a good um sign of fate to the fans that like yo I'm listening to y'all. I understand that you guys because we can't fire Dolan. It's his team, but we can fire the guy who makes the decisions. Every year, and it, continue, it continues to be the wrong decision every single year. Um, yeah. But with that said, you know the Knicks are now in the works of looking for a new GM, basketball president of basketball operations. Masai Ujiri's name is out there. I've heard reports that Dolan might move faster than that. And I would love Masai. I'm just happy that Dolan's out. That that um
0: Patient. And and uh, it's a glimmer of hope even though it's right before the deadline, the Nets we hired Charmworks on the day of that trade deadline. So timeline doesn't really matter when you fire and hire um, GMs or presidents of the organization.
1: That's a fact. It's it's just a positive thing that someone that you know does not have the best interest of the team is no longer with the team. Because he didn't. Steve Mills' best interest was with Steve Mills.
0: Yeah. So maybe we... Like with the stuff that we was about to talk about, like the Knicks about to trade Julius Randle for Trey Rose and Malik that's probably not going to happen now.
1: That sounds like a Steve Mills move. You know what I mean? That's what that sounds like. I, think <laughs> I don't think does. that's going to happen now. It does. I, I don't think, think that's... I think that Mark, I think Marcus Morris is the piece that will be moved. I think there's still a chance that Kevin Knox might not, I think let's, let's, let's actually let's get to the trade deadline stuff. So the Knicks have been speaking to the Warriors about D'Angelo Russell. And D'Angelo Russell also that, has been attached to the Wolves.
0: Those are the two teams that those we are heard two teams
1: that, that have his yeah, that have his name really out there. Um, I'm not against the D trade. As long as RJ Barrett isn't a part of the trade, like I heard Mitchell Robinson's name. I wouldn't be happy if he was a part of it, but I do think guys like Mitchell Robinson are in every draft, uh rim protector, rim runner, like those guys are every single yeah, draft. Yeah, it's easier find a center.
0: It's easier finding a, a a center like of Jared Allen and Mitchell Robinson standards. Yeah, Mitch, I think Allen. like because those are like just athletes, you know, that's good defenders. Like it's not like you, it's a Joel Embiid or a cat, you know.
1: Yeah, that, that that that's a fact. Like um, we we not we not really we not really. Losing nothing out on that, and getting a guy like D'Lo. Like, listen, man, point guard is the most important position in the NBA right now. It is. It, if you don't have a good point guard that can make plays and handle his business, then what are we? You know, what are we doing? There's nothing. There's there's nothing. There's nothing that you can do when you have players like that. It's um. Uh, I'm happy. Just I'm I'm, I'm
0: just know. I'll if the, the los on the Knicks, I'm getting that jersey. and Nobody stopped me from getting that jersey. I'm not a Knicks That's fan. You. I'm a Ex fan. But who will forever. I will forever support that man because he got us. He helped us get us out that hole. That's a franchise. He,
1: he might be the next one. He might
0: help us get out that hole too. It's looking like I ain't gonna lie. And he he's gonna get a statue only because he got his KD. Oh yeah, you you don't get a statue. I don't know about that. Yeah, <laughs> you
1: get, <me>. you <laughs> I get a plaque a
0: plaque. You give him mm-hmm. a, a plaque.
1: plaque. Mm. You might give him a bobblehead night. You know what I mean? You might get a bobblehead night. Brooklyn.
0: On the Brooklyn Walk of Fame that's coming soon, I'm going to create that.
1: Oh, that that would be dope if we did get that. If they put that outside the Barclays Center
0: for holding Biggie up.
1: Yeah, but, um, when I get
0: hired, I'm because they need help. They need help with marketing.
1: You already work for the Nets, man.
0: You at every game. <laughs> yeah.
1: mm
0: mm-hmm. Um. So... So yeah. why? All oh, right. Even on this trade, I saw reports that John, you know, the Knicks were talking about John Henson. Like, what was that about? I don't know.
1: Like, I didn't even know he's still in the NBA. I'm not gonna lie to you. So that's another. That's
0: at least you don't gotta re- worry about that now because Steve Mills out of here. He's gone. I guess <laughs> that was Dolan last story. He's like John Henson. Really? He's like who's that?
1: That guy? <laughs> yeah. Right. Dolan's like even when Dolan's like you fucking up, you know you've really fucked up. But um,
0: he was trying to save uh, his job.
1: I think so. Like a packet, the packages I've seen for D-Lo were um, let me.
0: I didn't like the next one initially. I I I I get why y'all started low. You always start low, but Bobby Portis, Knox, Nelakina and a second-round pick for D-Lo. You can tell why the Warriors was like, no.
1: Yeah, but that's also, if you want to be real, that's just good negotiation. We always give Nick shit about doing bad negotiation. You got to start low. Start low. And then anything you work your way up to, they'll be happier with. You know what I mean? So I can see um, the Kevin Knox, Franklin LaQuina being a part of it, even Alonzo Trello and Bobby Portis. But I do see a first-round pick. You know what I mean? Uh, I see the I can see both Dallas first-round picks going, which I would not be 100% opposed to. I really wouldn't, because Dallas is going to be good as long as Luke is healthy. So those picks yeah. aren't going to be that valuable. Um, and Golden State, they want Mitchell Robinson and first-round picks and a first-round pick. I'm not necessarily...
0: Marcus Morris.
1: Well, that's... I don't know. I, I, to make the contracts work, yeah. But um, I don't... We have to see. I don't really know exactly how Marcus Morris would work with the. Well, that would be actually be great to have Marcus Morris in the Warriors. Him,
0: Draymond. Oh man, Draymond. Think,
1: think about that, <laughs> bro. Think about that. Him
0: and, and Draymond together protecting Steph. Oh, fucking man. Bash as bodyguards, Bash
1: Brothers. Yes, the Bash Brothers, right there.
0: The Splash yeah, and bro. Blash Brothers.
1: <laughs> yeah, for real, real shit. <laughs> They're gonna be some like and threes. It's well always going to be fights and threes.
0: I like that. <laughs> yeah, um, but... Um,
1: I am happy with... Um, I, I'm, I'm happy with what the Knicks are doing. I would love to get d I just don't want to give up too much. Um, and, yeah, the Knicks are one of the more interesting teams this break. I heard us talking about Julius Randle to, to Charlotte for, um, with the names coming back were Terry Rozier and Malik Monk. I am not a Terry Rozier fan.
0: Yeah, we touched on that yeah. earlier, and um, um, Dennis Smith would be part of that trade. So I feel like that would be good for Dennis Smith, putting him back home. You know, he yeah. had a lot of like personal issues, so I feel like yeah. that will get him back to himself. Yeah. But I don't yeah. know if that works taking on Terry Rozier. Like, yeah, I just Terry don't Uzier. want Terry yes. He's a point. He's a point guard, but he is, he is Reggie Jackson.
1: <laughs> he's a little bit better version of Reggie Jackson. Yeah, I would say that slightly better Reggie Jackson. Um, and I'm not, I, I don't know, I, I want a point guard, but I don't want to just give up anything to get a point guard. And I don't dislike Julius Randle, yeah, that's that's the thing, too. Like, I'm not still really, young,
0: still, still, still 24. Young.
1: I would love to have 24, a team. 25. Well, what, what if we get Julius, don't him and D-Lo have like fake beef because D-Lo's lo snitched on Nick Young? No, and no.
0: one. They piece that out. No, They over that. They They talk every time they play against each other. They talk after the game for for cool minute. Um,
1: Minnesota uh, just just in from Bleacher Report. Minnesota trying to pull off a trade with with Houston and Atlanta with hopes of landing D'Lo from Golden State. Multiple reports. So. The
0: trade deadline is officially off. Delo's been moved a lot the last few years, man. I feel bad for the guy. Yeah, yeah. and I want him to stay in Brooklyn, but you know, y'all blame Kyrie for that shit. But nah, you love Kyrie. Don't I downplay don't love him Kyrie now. because he bought because he bought KD with him, and he had a, a fifty-four point game. That's conditional love. That's conditional, conditional love? love. I have oh, I have unconditional love for Delo.
1: You cold blooded. You can't have conditional love for people, bro.
0: <laughs> <Like, laughs> Cold blooded, <laughs> nigga said, "I
1: don't really love him. I kinda love him. He's, I love him I, and he, do he them gotta crazy.
0: win a champion. He gotta win a championship for me to for that for that unconditional love."
1: All right, listen, you right about that one because listen. Also, my God, do is make us like competent and, and I love and, him. I and and love and look
0: at that. that. And that's what D-Lo did for us. So he that's did. the unconditional love right there. Um. Uh,
1: so. We, uh, I you think said, I do um, think. I, yeah, I do think Minnesota's going to end up with D'Lo. I think because I, I think they're the most desperate. Like the Knicks want him, but Minnesota's desperate because getting D'Lo kind of like keeps Cat a little happier. You know what I mean? Because he's clearly the most frustrated player in the NBA right now, and yeah. um, he, Minnesota's built off of Karl Anthony Towns and what he does. So um, I think that's going to ha- end up happening today or tomorrow, where we get a report that he, he's in. Um, he ends up in Minnesota.
0: Hopefully, uh, it will be exciting. You know, it'll probably be like you know KG stuff on all over again. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you, KG stuff on all over again. Yeah. Did you just
1: compare probably the softest <laughs> big man in the NBA to like the one of the toughest big men we had over the past few years over the past decade? And fake, and a tough. Half. fake tough, fake tough, fake tough.
0: Because he wasn't he wasn't about it when he when mellows in his face.
1: And people forget when Anthony Pillar popped on him. That was one of my greatest clips I always give KG, KG a
0: two piece in a biscuit and KG a stared at him. So, but um know, I, I mean I was, just uh, talent wise, talent-wise, not personality. I'm like yeah. that's the that'll be this will be the first time they have two young stars at the um big man and point guard, you know, of that talent at the same time. Wiggins I don't know if a, it works. Wiggins, Wiggins is hurt. You just left him out the
1: talent conversation? Damn. Uh,
0: Wiggins has talent, but... Uh, He's just a bitch. Let's just talk <laughs> about him being... He is Travis Outlaw. Nah, that's Jeff Green. That's Jeff Green.
1: All the talent in the world, bro. Just, <laughs> you don't put it together, man. That kid is... Yeah. I don't, man, I don't, it's I don't bad, know,
0: you know... I let's let's not be negative on brothers in twenty twenty, you know. It's black and shut up. No <laughs> Yeah, no criticism for any brothers. So PG, you're safe for a month.
1: A month. A month a month free of PG standard said, Josh. Yep. Um so that. Nope. Nope. The net. the let's see, the Nets declined the you know, Houstons offer in which they tried to um trade them Capella for Jared Allen and and, and Prince. Why did why they even think that was a good offer?
0: Sean Marks, I love you. Billy King would have took yeah. that. Billy yeah. King would have took that. And Capella's <sighs> a big name. This is why, even though the Nets are struggling, I still have this calm setting about me because I believe in that man, that Aussie Sean Marks. He's an Aussie? Yeah. He's from Australia? Yup.
1: Nigga, it's Aussie.
0: <laughs> I'm a little cold, so you know it sounded weird. No, I'm a little cold. Wait, it. I have you a cold. Can't. I have a cold. Do you have a
1: brain cold too? <laughs> is
0: it? Yeah, I think the mucus is the CTE, bro. who's like mush. CTE, you got that, it's... Hernandez? Oh come on, come on, bro. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> you know what, bro? You got that.
1: Yeah, you on, got bro. that. You got that. Ab. Got yeah, A-B. I got AB.
0: I got that AB, A-B, A-B. right now,
1: bro. All right. Um, oh, and right now, Robert Covington is like the most coveted player in the NBA. And you had some tough words like, about Covington earlier. What did the- you say about him? <laughs> what did you say about him?
0: I said, right now, the way they're talking about Robert Covington, they're overrating him a bit. A bit. He, yes, he fits probably in almost every NBA team, three and D dude. But the man has not even showed up this year, and, and people talk about he he hasn't showed up this year. Like I I ain't see what I expected to see from him before he got hurt last year. Before he got hurt last year, he was a defensive player of the year candidate, a strong one too. I'm not seeing that from him. Maybe it's just you know the Minnesota situation. You know how players play down to when they're in a bad situation. Probably is that, but and then they ask for two first-round picks for him, they're out of their mind. They're out of their mind.
1: Kevin O'Connor of The Ringer has actually kind of seconded seconded your point about Covington. He says, I'm surprised by the hype for Robert Covington. I mean, he's solid, but not great. About above-average shooter, non-factor off the dribble, definitely not the same level defensively following knee surgery last April. There's good reason teams aren't going crazy trying to trade him. Okay.
0: So, you You know, know. Kevin O'Connor, great mind sticker like, hire me. Relax. <laughs> Relax. Um, <laughs> you know, so, we, we we're, we're we're cheaper than a lot of talent out there. And we probably oh, yeah. better than
1: them. If you could give me about 30k, <laughs> yeah, you can have. You can. Oh, you sell I'm a lot. You sell a low. Listen, you sell a
0: low. You sell a low. I want, oh, we we need sixty K per person.
1: Like, listen, if you
0: could, if you could, if
1: you could negotiate Come 60k on, for me, that's fine. But listen, I will. Oh, I'll do something strange for a little piece of change. You heard me? I'm Y'all to the body see,
0: the, yeah, yeah. About to see that. That's only podcast produced by the Ringer. Facts. <laughs> um, <laughs> this guy.
1: Um, but yeah, Robert Covington uh, to hold up. the Wolves are trying to orchestrate a multi-team trade with Houston and Atlanta to ultimately land Dilo per Woj. Robert Covington to Houston, Clint Capella to Atlanta, and multiple picks and expiring contracts to Minnesota to pursue pursue D'Lo. So, okay. but let me <laughs> let me say something. Like, and I'm might, this might be the Knicks fan in me.
0: We both oh, got like, the same face. We both got the yeah, same face right now. What is
1: happening? You know what I mean? That's weird. They're giving a lot, but um, I would say, is not Marcus Morris like a better version of Robert Covington right now? Like, he's slightly, uh, he's slightly smaller, but he's a Better off the dribble, about as good as a shooter, a very good defender. You know what I mean? Like, I I personally would rather Morris than Covington. Like, the I thing about
0: Yeah, I, I get you on that. I'd rather Marcus Morris than um, um Covington. But. I think he's better, probably a better off-ball guy. And all these situations that you hear him in, these are a lot of on-ball guys like James Harden in Houston. That's an on-ball guy. You you don't need a Marcus Morris. That's going to mess up his numbers, you know, in a way. So he's not going to be as effective. And then you got in Clippers, the Clippers, like they have a lot of on-ball guys too. So they want an off-ball guy, you know, that can shoot a lot of threes. So I, that's where I think is the real difference in those two. I guess yeah, one I, is a better off ball guy than an on ball guy. That's, but that's I what would, it really is. I would say Marcus Morris, um he
1: he I would say I would say Marcus Morris. Um he uh he was he played off ball for a lot of years. He wasn't like a heavily on ball guy for most of his career. He just that's a Knicks thing. He came to the Knicks and became our number one option, but
0: uh, last year too, he learned under Kyrie and Terry Rosier.
1: Yeah, but Boston needed that. Like, I I think he can play off ball. I don't think that – there's never been a thing about people saying, oh, he isn't a guy that will play off ball. But I just think, like, when your circumstances call for you to get the ball – and that's a good thing to have. It's good to have a guy like that, someone who can do both. Because I don't yeah. – like, he he's only became a ball stopper here. You know what I mean? And, like, okay. I would say he's tough. Well, listen, either way, wherever Covington goes, it looks like they're overselling him, and that's good for Minnesota. Honestly, are they gonna get a lot more for him than he probably worth? But um, it also shows I you where think, the NBA is going.
0: And I think this just is, is scary because what the Warriors are gonna get back is really is not. It's not gonna be fair next year when everybody's healthy, because yeah, they I could potentially get back. Good. They could really could potentially get back, say, Jared Culver. I don't know what he's going to be in his NBA career, but that's a top 10 pick from this year's draft. Say he becomes into something. He's on the Warriors now. The Warriors could also get back Joshua Kobe, aka Vegeta. You know, Vegeta. And he's a he's a very good role player. And then they they get him back picks like potentially three picks, first round picks back. So you're giving them depth for years to come. Every year they get an extra pick. Ah, This is really good for the Warriors.
1: That's the thing, though. With teams like the Warriors, when when your infrastructure is already built, you just got to put small pieces around them to make that infrastructure even better. Because
0: what if Javakova turns into, like, a Jimmy Butler-type player? Yeah.
1: All the Warriors need at this point are three and D guys. You know what I mean? That's all they need. You got Steph. You got Clay, You got Draymond. Three and D guys. You need guys who can shoot, guys who play defense, and guys who don't need the ball. And... I'm saying, like, if you add a dude like Robert Covington or even a Marcus Morris, if he ends up in one of these deals, man, like, Marcus Morris on the Warriors, bro, like, he's not Iggy, but he damn close, you know what I mean? He's not Iggy, he's not as, as good as a creator as Iggy, but as a defender, three-point shooter, toughness, that kind of stuff, and he's a team guy, like, as much as people shit on him for being X, Y, yeah. Z, he's a team yeah, he's guy, a team he's good guy. for his team, yeah. And I think him and Draymond become brothers immediately. Like, those are kindred spirits. They two get together. The league's league's in trouble, bro. Straight up.
0: Bash bros. I like what you said. Yeah, the
1: bash bros. And, like, and you're talking about, like, the elite in the West. Like, you throw Draymond, you throw Draymond at, um... Draymond and Marcus Morris can guard any of those great duos out West. Like, I'm not saying they could shut them down, but they're gonna make them work for everything they get. So, um... The Warriors are primed to become the Warriors again next season. And this trade deadline is looking pretty interesting. Um, the most interesting transaction was us losing um, Steve Mills. I'm happy for that. Uh, I, I, if I was to give my predictions, I would say that um, D'Lo ends up with the Timberwolves. Um, I think that Marcus Morris ends up on another team, probably the Clippers. I'm going to say I'm just going to lean towards the Clippers because I do feel like Iggy ends up with the Lakers this year because, you know, Rob Palenka was his um, – his agent, before he became the Lakers um, GM, yeah. so they must still have that um, that relationship intact. Uh, Luke, was Luke Kennard traded? Is that what happened?
0: No, they, they're saying um, this, there's a trade being discussed, Luke Kennard, in exchange for a first-round pick and some miscellaneous players. And I don't know if that's really smart Phoenix. Luke Kennard is a good player, good bench player, but a first round pick for Luke Connard, I don't know. That's the truth.
1: Um, in terms of players who have who names have not been mentioned in trade talks, but could definitely help a team, Kevin Love. Unfortunately, the Cavs said they are not trading him this this um trade deadline. But I also do like listen. I think that's just fucking negotiation talks. They try to drive the price up. Like, there's no need to trade him in the off season. You know what I mean? Like, you ain't doing that anyways. Trade him now, maybe you get something for him. But um. I don't. I. I just think that's negotiation talks. But hey, if they don't trade them, tough shit. Uh, Andre. I'm about to say Andre Iguodala. Andre Drummond, man. What? What is the landing spot for this guy? They don't look at like this any spot in the league for him.
0: Uh, because everybody's catching on. Like, yes, he's young and he's, he's talented, best rebounder in the game. But it's like. Your defensive numbers are not looking good. So why are we giving up so much to get a non-defensive guy who's under seven feet at that? And it's just like low what, motor, yeah. Like,
1: low motor. He like he's he's similar to Hassan Whiteside in the sense of they're so big and talented, the numbers will be there. There's no way they're not gonna get a double double every night. It's just yeah. is the impact on the game there, and that's where he really lacks the impact on the game of winning basketball games and uh I don't really I don't know of a real destination. I thought Atlanta was viable, but they it, lo- it looks like the Capella thing might get done. Um
0: and uh, and I'm gonna touch on this Atlanta thing. Yes. Now they have Trey Young, But what they doing the impatience, the mm-hmm. Knicks will be getting killed for this. They'll we be getting killed down. for this. They, and I'm gonna be fair, like this is not it's not looking good for Atlanta because this train young situation. The owners being very impatient, and yeah. when owners become very impatient, a la the Nets. Look what happened to the Nets. We was a dumpster yeah. fire.
1: Yeah, I got. KG look what happened to the Cole Kings.
0: That's a fact. Look what happened to the Kings. The 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 owners impatient. Look what happened to the Knicks. Owners impatient. Everywhere. Every time the owner is impatient, that is a bad sign on the franchise. You got to build so, slowly, oh, man. The Hawks really have to be careful with giving away too much just to get a center like Clint Capello or Drummond who really doesn't make a big difference on them making the playoffs in the East. So I, you know, that's Trae a situation Young, we got to pay attention to right there.
1: And Trey Young is starting to get some of those toxic traits, those traits that, like, I don't want to play with this guy traits. Like, it's all about him. He's already calling out teammates for being, I don't got enough help or blah, blah, blah. Like, in his second year in a second like, yeah year. man slow down like i get it you want to win but you're not showing the best um the as a leader like if this is what you're building your team around this is not the kind of stuff you want to hear so early on in his career and um yeah and he just already is on that list of players that look fun to watch but maybe not be fun to play with like similar to Kyrie and that's no knock on Kyrie great players but like Similar, I'm just saying, it's very similar. Like, they're very fun to watch (laughs) them play basketball. Like, as a teammate, you might be amazed by what he's doing, but isn't that fun just to stand there like this with your hands open for the whole game, you know? like.
0: But this uh, is why, this is why. Oh, that's a conversation for another day. I'm not going to talk about that.
1: Yeah. So, this is a mini episode. We don't want to keep y'all too long. There isn't much more going on in the league. We just want to test this out. If you guys Can I say have one any, thing, go ahead, man, it's your show too.
0: <laughs> one thing we will before we leave. G Easy. Uh, even though she came out saying, even though she came out saying uh he ain't slap. G Easy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. If for those who don't know what's going on, Meg Destallion was <sighs> seen cuddle, cuddled up with um the cocaine cowboy himself, Gerald. He was he was palming all that ass, yo. He couldn't palm all the ass. The hands was too small. He had some of it though. Yeah, a little bit. Yo. He rubbed some of it. He was licking Fenty off her face like a dog. Oh, um, black History Month. Yeah. We <laughs> listen, man, we got we got a black Super Bowl MVP, black
0: NFL MVP. Can't win it
1: all. Can't we can't win, all. win them all, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, man, Meg, Meg out here. Meg, yo, listen. Meg really out here just playing with dudes. Honestly, you heard the songs. You listen. You, you have you heard her music? Like, it's all in the music. She out here playing. Well, She's running around. Hey,
0: it's a guy in Brooklyn. Meg, Megan the Stallion. It's a guy in Brooklyn. His name is Joshua. Um, uh, don't, a don't
1: tell people where you work, fam.
0: <laughs> like, with fam? <laughs> Cut that out! Cut
1: that out! I work at the what? I dare got to
0: bleep that shit out. I, go I work out at the yeah. Just bleep that out. I think I
1: could bleep. <laughs> <laughs> I work what?
0: <laughs> well, Megan, um, just hit me up. Um, my Twitter handle is Josh Valley at Josh Valley. I repeat at Josh Valley. Hit me up. My DMs are open.
1: His DMs are open to you and his girlfriend. Um, but that is the dead ass I love, po-
0: I love my girlfriend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um so yo, thank y'all for joining us. This has been a dead ass mini. Um we appreciate it if you got any comments about this episode, or anything. We all all love. criticism is accepted. This is the dead ass only boys, this is your boy Ja with Oh my Josh? Thanks for joining and us, guys.
0: Shout out and He couldn't make it. Shout out to Ant. He said to tell
1: y'all what's good with y'all niggas. We had to get one nigga off of him this episode. Um, so <laughs> be easy. Stay black. Stay Puerto Rican. Stay white. We love y'all. One.
0: What's that supposed to mean?
1: What do you mean? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs>